You are listening to the Sun Grove Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at sungrove.org. Great morning this morning. Last uh, service, we dedicated five or six children to the Lord. We're going to do some more, and their families are here today, and their friends, and we're excited about that. But I was thinking back this last week to when, when I first realized I might actually want kids. I don't know if the males in the room can resonate with me, but like when you're going through college, that may be a very far thing away from your mind, like actually having kids someday. And, and I know people flip-flop in this day and age about, should we have kids, should we not? Because the world seems crazy and the reality is God wants godly offspring and he would love if he would bless you with kids. If God's made you to be able to have kids, he would love for you to raise children in the Lord and to dedicate them to him because Lord knows the opposition certainly all about that. And so he would love to do that. But I remember first time I thought I might actually want to have kids. I was on a study trip in Israel this is years and years ago. It was, it was for a month long. And one day, we're at the end of the day. We've been touring all over the place. And uh, we're tired. And I'm a single guy. I've got my headphones on. I'm leaning up against the window on the bus. And we're pulling over to the side of the road because our hotel is that way. But where the tour guide lives is this way. So his wife has pulled up the car to pick him up at the end of the day. Just we're going to pull over, drop him off, and we're going to keep going. And I remember sitting there, and we pull in front of this car, and all of a sudden I see these two little boys running toward the bus, and as the dad steps off the bus, they basically just tackle him. And I thought, I might want to have kids someday. Like, wow, that, would, that could be cool. I don't know when, I don't know how, it's all you know, going to work out, but I might want to actually do that. And for me, there was this moment where it was an awakening. And, and then you go and you have kids, and please understand, those of you who are dedicating your children today, we did three in three years. So we had a three-year-old, a year and a half old, and a newborn, okay? So that was, it was, that was a diaper blur. I get it. That season was just crazy, right? But in that moment, I, I don't know how it's all going to work out, but there was this awakening that God might want uh, in our lives to bless uh, Heather and I with kids. And uh, I want to talk with you today about being intentional with your life. Some of you are in this room and you're like, hey, I'm a high schooler, I'm a junior higher. I, be, thinking about having kids is so far off, I don't even know what you're talking about. Some of you are like, been there, done that, graduated out, finally got them all out of the house. They're not moving back. You're like, thank you, you've, you've kind of done it. But today I want to talk with you about to, how to have a daily rhythm in your life for everyday faith. So it doesn't matter if you are a single or a single adult, doesn't matter if you're a youth, doesn't matter if you're parents of three kids. I'm gonna talk about what's your rhythm that helps strengthen a rhythm of faith, everyday faith in your life. And if you have your Bible, open with me to Deuteronomy chapter six. In your life right now, you're leading. You are leading yourself. Everybody in this room, you lead three people daily. Do you realize that? Three people every day you lead, me, myself, and I. Some of you want to be carried along by life, right? Like life's just happening and I'm just carrying along with it. And, and when the world reacts, then I react. And you don't know what you're doing. You're kind of just being carried along. But people who truly are successful in their personal life create a routine or a rhythm that helps them get to where they want to be. 
The same is true for parenting. We don't just happen to just arrive someday that maybe our kids will have an everyday faith in their life, but we as parents have to guide their appetites. And the way that we do that is by establishing not only for our leadership of our lives, but in the lives of our kids an everyday routine. Let's look at the rhythm of your family. Every family has a rhythm. It's just your habits of what you do on a given day. Every family has one of those, and you and I have one of those. Rhythm establishes value. It doesn't matter what you think or what you believe on the inside. If you don't add it to your rhythm, your kids will end up saying it doesn't have any value. You might say, we believe that exercise is really important. We believe that up here. But if you never go in the backyard and throw the ball with your kid, if you never go out to the park and run around and play, if you never try to fly a kite, if you don't go to the gym, if you don't go to the treadmill, your kids will not own that as a value. They won't own it. Because the rhythm significantly communicates value. Your kids will say that's actually unimportant, irrespective of what we believe In reality, it's just not a reality. And so we want to talk about how do we add everyday faith into a rhythm that benefits our lives and also if you're a parent of children that your family can catch. If you want to instill everyday faith in your lives, you've got to incorporate faith into your everyday and every week rhythm. Every family's rhythm is different, right? What you do during the week and how you do it, it's all different for all of us. How you eat, how all you do those things, it's very different for all of us. But here's one of the things. At the core of life, God has given you and I a family rhythm. He's given you and I a daily or a weekly rhythm. And he's going to give you and I a secret to having everyday faith. In your Bible, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5 and following, it says this. This is God speaking. He says, love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart and all your soul, where's the difference, right? Heart and soul, I mean, it's, they're both in there somewhere, right? But all your life, right? And with all your strength, everybody flex with me like this. Come on, come on, show, give me the good show. Let's do it. There you go. Show the person next to you, right? So with all your strength, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your what? Hearts. So he's not saying, hey, listen, these commands that I give you today, they're supposed to only be in your head that you're only supposed to like say cognitively, I think these are important. But he said, no, no, not just in your head. These are supposed to be in your hearts. So now he gives us the secret to establishing a rhythm of everyday faith. Are you ready for it? He says this, impress them on your children. You say, how? He says, talk about them. Here's the rhythm. When you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Say, how in the world, you might be a brand new parent, how in the world am I ever going to instill faith in the life of my child? How am I ever going to have a conversation with God about them? And you wonder, how does that work? And God says, do it in this rhythm. You've got a regular rhythm, a regular routine in your life. And it's when you sit down at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. God's instruction is that you're going to lead yourself and lead your kids if God has blessed you with kids in creating a daily rhythm. Well, if you're taking notes today, the first one is when you wake up. The first step that God says is, wake up. How many of you woke up this morning? How many of you are still waking up? Let's be honest. Yes, right. Saturday wasn't enough. You needed a little, actually, you say, I intended to come to 9 a.m. Here I am at 11, right? 
we, we woke up, we have a, we, irrespective of all the differences in our rhythm, we all woke up today and, and I've seen that shirt that says, but first coffee. How many of you relate to that shirt? Like some of you in the room, I'm not sure I'm a Christian before my first cup of coffee in the morning, right? You know what I'm talking about? I, I want to challenge that a little bit today. I want to say, you know what? It, if you want to lead yourself and if you want to lead your family, God says, but first, God. What if you grabbed your Bible and began to read from God's word before your feet hit the floor? What happens? We get up, we get on our social networking, we turn on the news, we get all stressed out before we even get out of bed. All the anxiety rises in us before we ever leave. We're thinking about our whole work day. We're thinking about our whole week, our school week, whatever it is. Parents, let me ask you a question. Do you bless your children in the morning or do you stress your children in the morning? See, if I get all into all the, you know, the news and everything that's going on, my anxiety rises up, and then I'm all over my kids. Come on, guys, get up. We got to, you know, go. And I'm just, I stress them out. It's not their fault. It's my fault. Why? Because I didn't lead myself first. What if you and I went to God's word before our feet hit the floor to help set the tone for our day? It's a great family rhythm. Think of this opportunity that in the morning you have the opportunity as parents to encourage and to bless your children. There's a regular rhythm in your day that as you're waking up or they're waking up, you have the opportunity to bless them. The second area that I want to talk with you today is when you eat. God says when you eat. Now a lot of people pray when they eat and most of people think that you're actually, when you're praying for your food, you actually, I want to tell you that most people think that the food is getting more nutritious. But it's not. We're not asking God, like, God, change this food to make it more nutritious. You don't say, dear Lord, thank you for this deep fried Twinkie from the California State Fair. Would you bless it to the nourishment of my body, right? That, that's not why you're praying before you eat. What people do is this. Because we have a rhythm of waking up and a rhythm of eating, several times a day I'm going to eat. And so we attach to that that my thoughts, my mind, my heart, return to God. That God, I could just dig into this and eat this food right now, but as a regular rhythm or routine, I'm going to speak to you about my life, certainly about the food, about my family, about whatever else is going on that we pray. So what we've done, we've just added a rhythm. When you wake up and when you eat, when you eat is a good time to have encouraging conversations about God or about his word. Jesus actually protected mealtime. There was a time when Peter betrayed Jesus. He, he basically said he denied that he even knew Christ. Three times he did it. Jesus died on the cross. He rose from the dead. Jesus is going to come now and sit down. He's having breakfast with all the disciples and Peter is sitting there and they still haven't had it right. And Jesus could have looked across that meal and been like, hey, Peter, remember that rooster that crowed that I told you would crow when you denied me three times? I want to talk with you in front of all these guys right now. I want to talk and have it out with you. No, no. Jesus protected the mealtime. But after the mealtime, when Peter was well fed and rested, they went on a walk. And they had a heart to heart. But sometimes you and I as parents can use mealtime as a captive audience. And it may not be the most encouraging thing for your kids if they're always, you're lecturing them or they're the captive audience. And it, it may not, mealtime is a great time to be able to talk with somebody else about the Lord and about what's going on in their lives and about what they've seen during the day. If you're married or if you have kids, mealtime at the table is really so important. 
And, and your routines are different than my routines, and how you eat is different than maybe our, a lot of our routines. But what I want to say is, how do you add God into the rhythms of eating that you have? Because a lot of mealtimes could escape us where we never have an opportunity to point them to God and our kids catch what they see us doing. By the way, if you're a parent of a young child, a little, little one, I want to just tell you something that we learned early on that was super helpful for us. That if you sleep and then you eat, you have happy play because you're well rested, now you're well fed, and then you are happy when you, you're not hangry, as even a little baby is not hangry, they're not happy when they play, and sometimes our culture teaches us, well, like, feed your kid to sleep, and what that does, it kind of interrupts this natural cycle. God said, no, I want you at night, even as adults, be well rested, get up in the morning, eat the most important meal of the day, people say is breakfast, right? So eat breakfast, and then go to work or play, and you'll be a lot happier, and that works with little kids, works with big kids, works with spouses, if you don't believe me, then just try it on your husband, and you will see that it works a lot better. The third routine is this, when you travel. Jesus' day, they traveled on an animal or they traveled on uh, by walking. So there's lots of conversation time, lots of time just that you were spending time getting from one destination to another. And in our day, it's our commute. It's when we drive. It's when we move about. That we're, It's in our commute. It's in our time when we're carpooling kids all around the place. And it says that we can have playful or informal interactions with our kids when we're driving. Or if you're by yourself driving, that you can leverage that time by listening to a sermon. You could take your Parent Q app that you've downloaded and you could hand it to another kid in your, in your car. Maybe they are old enough to read and say, hey, read us what the questions are. What's going on in this? You could look at it before you go. You could take a picture of some of their weekend stuff they do here in church. And you could ask them about that. Hey, I saw that you made this craft or I saw that you were learning this new value or lesson. What was that about? Leverage your time while you're driving. It's a great uh, opportunity for you to do that. What would happen if you actually, while you were driving, listened again to the weekend sermon from Sun Grove? If you added that to your routine and you began to focus on God, well, what were you talking to my heart about on Sunday? And what are you doing now? And how am I applying it in work? Could your life actually have value? Could other people? So there are times that even if you're commuting by yourself, you can listen to great speakers, Christian music, good podcasts, whatever it is in a way that turns your thoughts, your heart toward God to impress these values, impress these commands upon your heart, not just simply your head. And last is when you sleep. When you sleep. I don't know what your bedtime routine uh, with your spouse or with your kids looks like, but this is a good opportunity to pray, to listen, to have intimate conversations, even if your kids are teenagers and they're tired and they just want to zone out. This is a good time for you to do that. By the way, having been a youth pastor for years, let alone having my own children, if you want to get guys to talk, as a youth pastor, all you had to do is be at camp and you turn the lights off in a cabin full of guys. And I'm telling you, they are tired, but they will not shut up. They will just tuck, 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 tuck. They're not face to face. They're not looking at each other, but they'll just talk. Why? Because there's something that happens at bedtime that if you hang around with your kids a little bit, if you, if you spend time with them at that point, they'll open up, they'll get vulnerable. It's a good time to pray with them. Again, turning their heart toward the Lord at the end of their day. You're not reviewing their whole day. You're not grading their whole day. 
You're just saying, no matter what our day has been like, parent and child alike, let's pray together when it's time to go to sleep. God is saying, listen, if you're going to impress these truths in your heart and the hearts of your children to be more deliberate to creating a rhythm for everyday faith, you got to think through your rhythm. So let's just, let me ask you some questions real quick. Think through your family rhythm. What does it look like? What does it normally look like? Which nights do you tend to eat together? Do you eat together? Right? What do you do when your routine in getting ready for bed? What's that going to look like if you're an expectant or a parent of young children? What should that look like? What could you create that routine to look like for your children's growing years? What do you do on Saturdays? What do you do on Sunday morning? What do you do? What are you going to do to create a rhythm? Because when you do, you have opportunity to increase the capacity and influence of an everyday faith with your kids. Again, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these commands I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. That gives us a simple and basic but secret weapon for every person willing to lead themselves for everyday faith and every parent to lead their children or grandparent to lead their grandchildren. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for this time that you've given us and the instruction you give us from your word. And God, I just love it because it's helpful. We have not been perfect parents, none of us in this room. Uh, But God, you give us a rhythm that is helpful to us. We're so grateful for you. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this reminder that we get once again just to say, hey, what could I do to adjust and change for the benefit of my life and the life of my kids? In Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. Thank you for listening to the Sun Grove Podcast. For information on Sun Grove Church, visit our website at sungrove.org.